0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Run City Podcast. This is your host once again, Coach Brian Sider. And uh, on today's episode, I just want to kind of dive right in. I actually just got done recording my first episode and I was kind of sitting there thinking uh, after having a delicious peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Man, I have to tell you, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are one of my favorites. Anyway, so I was just sitting there thinking and I I was like, you know, what's kind of a question did I get you know, from like some runners just in general, uh, this time of year. So we're starting the new year. It's 2024. Uh, it's January. Some people are starting to prepare for maybe some spring races. Uh, most of them are probably a little bit too soon to start if you're doing a marathon or half marathon plan, but you know, I get questions about like, so what do I do? And, uh, you know, during this period, like how do I stay motivated? And uh, if you recall in episode one, I was telling you kind of what I was doing. Um, I was, I'm kind of going through this 12 week kind of speed workout, you know, where I'm trying to develop some speed, get my legs to turn over, keeping things moving, um, doing some strength training, you know. And so I guess, you know, when I think about it, the answer to that question is, you know, do kind of what's specific to your sport, but least specific to your race at this point in the year. So if you have a spring marathon, like uh, for instance, a lot of people here train for the Buffalo Marathon, that training technically doesn't start until like the first week of February. So between now and then, you know, there's a lot of downtime. So you have your fall marathons. Maybe the last one you run is October, November, depending on what you're running. Um, And now you got, you know, November, December, January. Um, So you got three months of, you know, time uh, and you got the holidays in there. So you have, you know, obviously a lot of great eating, maybe a little cheating uh, with some of the cookies and different things that I've been indulging in. So you know, now it's like, alright, well, I got a little bit of time before my spring marathon starts and our training starts and I wanna kinda figure out what to do in that in the meantime. So so that's what I'm gonna kinda talk about today. I think that there's you know a lot of things that you can do. The one thing you don't wanna do is kinda like beat yourself up um, so that when you start your marathon training because marathon training is already hard enough or even half marathon training so you don't want to like go into that feeling super beat up but yeah I mean I just I just literally got done recording my first episode and I'm like you know I I just got to get it off my brain now because if I wait too long I'll probably end up forgetting and all these ideas that I have swirling around in my brain uh (laughs) will go away and I and you know so I just wanted to kind of record this episode uh right away to get it out there as well so so this is what I'm you know this is kind of how I think of things marathon training right so if you're doing a 16 I prefer a 20-week plan um that's just me call me crazy but I like the extra volume try and keep the first like four weeks easy not a lot of speed work um just to try and get back into it. And then from there, you know, go into uh, like kind of full on marathon training, but just trying to kind of build that base back up. So, uh, which brings me to my next thing. So a couple of things you can do right now, do a lot of easy running. So if you have four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks before you start your next plan, you know, kind of create a schedule for yourself, do some easy running and do some runner specific strength and conditioning. So this doesn't have to be anything crazy. You don't need to go to a fancy gym. You don't need to have a ton of equipment it could be just a combination of some like mobility exercises like single leg balance exercises using a set of bands and doing some, you know, fire hydrants and and clamshells and squats with the band on it, and you know, walking uh, squats with the band. You know, if you have a, a agility ladder at home or something along those lines, you know, doing some of those like kind of agility workouts that way. If you happen to have a good hit workout to do, you know, that might be another thing that you can do um, to kind of keep things going. Hit workouts are fantastic just to get you know, kind of get your heart rate up. You know, it can help with kind of keeping your cardio up during this time as well and then i would i would just work on you know some easy running if you don't have a race plan and you just want to stay motivated over the winter time um, i mean here in buffalo it's like you know, right now I'm looking out my window, it's snowing pretty good. It's the first time we've actually had a lot of snow this year, which I'm kind of shocked about, but you know, it's like, it's hard to get motivated sometimes to go outside and, uh, and get a run in. Some people love running in the cold. I don't mind as long as my hands stay warm. That's the only thing that I hate about running in the winter time, which I mean, after three miles, everything kind of warms up anyway. But, but you know, if you're having a hard time getting out the door, I mean, there's a lot of things you can do at home. I just posted a video on my Instagram, uh, which is at coach Brian Runs. And uh, it was just like a workout I did from home. I had a little stepladder and I did a whole timeless video of uh, a workout that I did. And it just was, you know, a lot of like split squats and Romanian deadlifts. And my biggest thing is I like to kind of stay or I try and stay fit uh, through these months. In the past, I've gone, you know, I kind of mentioned in my last uh, episode that I kind of like have let myself go a little bit during these months. And then when you start back up again, you're just kind of feeling like you're starting from scratch. So, you know, you're starting back up and it's like, oh my God, I, you know, what I thought paces I was running before. Uh, I kind of took this break maybe when I was peaking for like a marathon or a half marathon or whatever your goal race was. It's like seems way more like it just seems a lot harder to get to those paces uh, and maintain somewhat uh, of a decent like heart rate or, you know, just a decent effort depending on how you do your training. So I do everything by heart rate and time. Um, so for me, like when I put on my heart rate monitor and I go out for a run after taking a bunch of time off, I know right away where my fitness has gone. If it's gone anywhere, you know, the biggest thing is trying to, trying to get it back as quick as possible, but it does take time. And the longer you kind of let it go, the more time it takes for me this year. The nice thing is I don't really have a race planned until, uh, until the Chicago marathon. So I have a lot of time to kind of experiment with some different things, you know, try and work on speed, try and get that up. I mean, my goal for 2023 was to try and run a sub three hour marathon. And uh, with how inconsistent my training was due to some injuries and and just other things, you know, I didn't even really kind of come close. I mean, I did run my two of my second fastest marathons I've ever run, um, so I didn't PR in in a in a race this year. But but I still cranked out with how inconsistent my training was. I thought was some pretty good times for what it was. So, um, but yeah, so I mean, the biggest thing is to kind of go through and, uh, and just, you know, if you have a favorite, maybe runner or physical therapist, there's a lot of physical therapists on Instagram that post videos of mobility uh, exercises, pick something that you feel like would work for you. If you're having issues with, um, let's just say you're having issues with tight hips or your glutes aren't, you know, firing, or you just need to tighten some things up uh, during the off season. So you want to work on your core and you want to work on, you know, just uh, uh, other mobility things like pick some things, pick some people uh, that you think, you know, could help you. Um, There's also kind of a lot of garbage online. So it's kind of tough to to figure out exactly what the best thing is to do i do actually have some videos that i made during covid that i posted on a youtube channel if you go on youtube and look up run city r-u-n-c-i-t-y and you can kind of look through there's five different episodes the episode one kind of starts with some basic uh, exercises episode two it goes through i believe the episode two is like uh, hip and glutes workouts. There's a core workout. There's a kettlebell workout. There's a a, a agility ladder workout. So there is a lot of, there's definitely a lot of Uh, different workouts that I have set up in there that could benefit you during this off season. So maybe check those out as well. I got most of those from my physical therapist. uh, And then some of them are just things that I like to do that I feel like work. Things that I prescribe to the athletes that I train, um, whether they're starting off or whether they are, you know, kind of been running for a long time and and are getting back into it. Um, I kind of feel like this kind of works a similar to like how professional sports work, right? So if you're, if you play professional football, you're not going to start in the preseason doing full contact, you know, doubles. And maybe, maybe some teams do, I don't know. But, but from what I understand, you know, you kind of start with drills and you kind of start with, you know, like strengthening, and, strength and conditioning. And you're in the weight room more, and you're doing things that are maybe least specific to what you're going to experience when you're out on the field. When you got you know some 300-pound lineman crushing you, uh, and it's not you know you're not doing the full contact workout. Or same thing in in hockey, you know you're doing speed drills, you're doing agility drills, you're doing different things. You know you might do a lot of skates without even your pads on in the beginning, um, or you might do a lot of workouts as a football team without your pads on in the beginning because you need to get through and do that you know that work. Uh, ahead of time before you can put your pads on so it's kind of the same thing with running you know I I, when I took my USATF uh, level one coaching course the instructor you know she she said something that I thought was pretty interesting so she said no matter who no matter what type of athlete you are so if you're a throws person if you're a sprinter if you're a distance runner whatever it was everybody went through the same stuff in the beginning. So everybody went through the same type of exercises in the beginning, in the preseason, before they got specific to their particular event. And um, and that's something that kind of always stuck with me, you know, as I became a coach and kind of advanced my, my coaching career um, to just being like this kind of basic coach that, you know, was trying to find his way to someone that, you know, now can develop runners and come up with a great program to get people, you know, to where they need to be in their journey on this, uh, amazing running journey that everybody is on. So, yeah, so, so that's kind of what I do and what I kind of prescribe, uh, you know, there's some people that, you know, don't need that because they're going from, they just kind of ran consistently through the, you know, the months that they were off. And so they already have kind of this base of volume and this base of like strength and conditioning, so those people can kind of just jump right into a plan and, you know, still start off easy, but, uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you can build with those people a lot faster. Uh, so that's kind of what I find. So if you're somebody who, you know, had a race in the fall and, or just hasn't been running for a while and you're just trying to get back into it just so you can start to prepare for your next spring race, uh, cause there's some people that like, will say, Oh, wow. Well, I I run this particular race every year, so I just, you know, but that's the only thing that I do, or maybe I'll run a couple 5Ks throughout the year, whatever the case is, but I really just like to prepare for this one race, whatever that race might be. So... You know, so the biggest thing is just seeing where you're at and and you only know yourself, you know, you know yourself obviously better than anybody does. So if you feel like you're at that point where you're like, all right, I need to start getting back into it. Take things slow, do the strength and conditioning, do all the um, do all that stuff up front so that you get less chance of, of having injuries when you start to do some more like hardcore training, you know, and, and you, you can start off stronger than if you're just kind of starting from the from the beginning. I was watching this documentary, uh, or maybe I said whatever it was, documentary, YouTube video, whatever, and it was about Kipchoge, which if you don't know who that is, then um, you probably don't pay attention to marathoning very much, and that's okay too. But I was watching this uh, little film on Kipchoge, and and he was talking about, you know, what they do, what they do. And this, these are like the elite of the elite runners, right? I mean, this is guy is like the second now, second fastest guy. I mean, I guess he did run the sub two hour, but um, but in a legit race, uh, second fastest guy out there. And, and they were talking about the strength training and all the things that they go through. And, and he talked about like, all right, in the beginning, I do all my strength training and I kind of knock that out and I get that out of the way to prepare myself for this more specific training that's about to happen because it's, it's hard to do like tempo runs and long runs and all that stuff. If you don't already have that kind of like foundation of strength, uh, built in, in front of you. So, um, and it's the same thing. Like, so I do run coaching, but I also do personal training at the, at my gym. And, uh, it's also the same thing. Like every person I I start to train whether they're you know kind of built or not and most people come in and they're just like you know I need to lose some weight I need to do this do that whatever and they don't have that experience everybody starts the same way and I I take that philosophy that's one of my main philosophies as as a coach or as a trainer is everybody kind of starts off the same way you start with your you know stabilization exercises and things because you can't lift heavy weights if you don't have you know, the stabilizers under you that are secure enough to, to allow you to lift those heavy weights. So, and then you start to build from there and you start to build your strength and endurance. And then you start to build, like you go into like uh, plyometric workouts and things. So you start to build like your speed and agility. And it's kind of like the stepping stone of things that you can do uh, as a runner to get, you know, to make yourself uh, a more solid runner and have a more solid foundation for any kind of like harder training that you're going to do throughout the year. So if you set that foundation up, Right from the beginning... Then you don't have to do too much during training. Obviously, you still want to strength train. Some people are true believers in strength training throughout the whole cycle of training. I think the more specific you get to your event, which means the more volume you're putting in. So, at the beginning of training, you're going to have a little less volume than you will at the end of training, obviously, because you're going to be peaking, you know, and depending on what kind of, you know, runner you are and what kind of plan you have set up for yourself, you might be peaking at, you know, 40 miles might be your peak, you know, if you're more on the Elite or sub-elite side, you know, 120 to 140 miles. Some are even going up to 180 miles a week now. You know, it would be almost hard to include a lot of strength training when you're running 180 miles a week. But if you're running 40 miles a week and you know you're running, you know, six days a week, and it's over that six days you're running 40 miles, there's probably some time in there where you're not doing a super long run during the week, where you can sneak in even if it's 15 or 20 minutes of strength training. So for that type of scenario i would say do strength training throughout and it'll it'll only help you along as long as you don't overdo it you got to just know what the right thing is to do and it could just be the simple things like i mentioned earlier just you know single leg balance exercises i mean there's not much that helps a runner out more than than having good balance on each leg individually. Um, Seeing as though running, obviously every leg, it's an individual leg exercise. So you're almost doing like a single leg squat uh, or a variation of that with everything, every single step you take in your running stride. So if you get good at, you know, having strong glutes and having a strong core and having strong hips and having strong stabilizers for your knees um, and keeping your, you know, hamstrings nice and, and strengthened and have your quads and your calves, like just working on those, those basic things. There was another elite running coach that said the only piece of equipment he has in his gym is a a calf raise machine. Um, He said that's one of the most important things that you can have. So even just doing calf raises, you know, do it with an exercise band and and do like, you know, hip uh, mobility work and, and do calf raises and things like that on which i have in some of my my youtube videos uh that i put out um you know and so th- with that being said i mean if you're looking for a way to start that that would be my go-to as a matter of fact that is my go-to is strength and conditioning first runner specific strength and conditioning first hit workouts mixed in after a few weeks where you do maybe like one or two a week that are more runner specific you can do like box jumps so you can do, you know, different things along those those lines as far as like plyometrics uh, go. And then from, and while you're doing that, you know, keeping your base under you. So trying to get in, you know, a few miles uh, a day or try and get in, 15 to 20 miles a week, depending on where you're at. If you're more of a high volume runner, you know, getting in 25 to 30 miles a week while you're in this downtime, which really depending on how you set your plan up could be that you're just running three days a week at five miles a run. You know, and then the rest of the time you're doing maybe three days of of strength and conditioning, which, you know, you could keep to 20 minutes or a half an hour. You don't have to go crazy with it. And then you have like a rest day in there. So, I mean, that's like a good way to build a foundation. You know, don't torture yourself with having to think you, you need to do spend two or three hours at the gym and do all this crazy stuff. Like just really easy I mean, deadlifts with kettlebells, you know, deadlifts with uh, dumbbells, you know, maybe like an overhead press uh, to keep your shoulders in your upper body, you know, do some rotational core exercises with some like lunges with twists. I mean, these are just like very basic things that you don't even need equipment for. You can just do at your house. You know, if you wake up in the morning and you're waiting for your coffee to brew, you know, do a set of... 10 lunges on each leg and get something done like just do something show up uh and be consistent with it and then when you actually start running again you'll notice that it it comes along a lot easier Um, and if you can incorporate some running even if you know you don't need to do a lot of speed work but even if you did one maybe little interval uh 10 by 30 seconds you know with a mile warm-up and a and a mile cool down or something like that and you do like a two minute recovery in between your your 10 reps i mean that could be a great interval workout just to keep your kind of legs moving do it at a speed that's challenging but not like over the top and maybe do that once a week and do two easy runs i mean there's like a billion different ways that you can keep yourself engaged during your off season so you know that's kind of my little tidbit with this whole thing you know if you have any questions or any uh, comments about that, you know, drop me a line, you know, send me a message through uh, Instagram. My Instagram, once again, is at Coach Brian Runs. And I'd be more than happy to uh, hear some of the things that you do. Uh, Maybe also have, if you have any other advice uh, that I could pass along to the listeners down the road, but in my experience, which has been pretty, you know, a pretty hefty experience at this point, I, I feel like those are some nice, like foundational ways to keep yourself going through the off season. So, so that's it. I just want to get that off my mind before I forgot. You know, maybe, maybe that's how I need to record these podcasts uh, once again you know it's it's a non-scripted podcast i'm just kind of speaking because it's just things that kind of weigh on me and and you know things i like to get out because i once again love talking about running so you know maybe i just every time i have an idea i just throw the microphone on and and record it and and turn it into a podcast episode so uh try and keep it short and sweet hope you guys have a great day keep that foundation strong and uh, i'll see you next time